This episode is brought to you by Rad Power Bikes. What does getting outside mean to you? Is it a bike ride? What if that bike had a motor and allowed you to throttle to your destination? Discover award-winning e-bikes at radpowerbikes.com. This episode is brought to you by KPMG Risk Services. KPMG believes that when you've earned the trust of all your stakeholders, that's when your business has a solid platform to grow. That's the trusted imperative. KPMG Risk Services develop and put in place dynamic risk strategies designed to help your business earn that all-important trust. Go to read.kpmg.us slash trust to learn more. What's up? What's up? What's good? How's everybody doing? Welcome to Weekly Games Chat. Uh, this is episode 339. We are live recording this on twitch.tv. All you got to do is search for Weekly Games Chat there. My name is Sean, and this is kind of a normal-ish recording, except for John's not here. <laughs> Thank all the lords for that. Uh, but the uh, technically, the original host of this podcast, when it was formerly named Games and Games, Chris and Chris is here. Uh, Chris, welcome. And, uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> How are you doing? <laughs> uh, welcome to Weekly Games Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Uh, that's it. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's awesome. It's It's been a, it's been a crazy... Uh, yeah, it, it, well, so we'll go ahead and acknowledge that... Not, not that. Ha-ha. <laughs> uh, if you're joining us live on Twitch, you do kind of get some visual whether they be good or bad visuals and and there's a there's insider news that uh Draven is Draven's in chat also a fan of the show you'll see him in discord uh has noticed something and we'll just say that we'll tip your hat and we'll go yeah 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 uh but yeah Chris so since we last recorded there was this big football game um there's a team up in the team is from Indianapolis <laughs> I think the game uh, was in Indiana in Indianapolis. No, it was in Jacksonville. So the Colts mm. in the NFL had all they had to do to get into the playoffs was beat a team known as the Jacksonville Jaguars in the NFL. And the Jaguars are so bad this year, they're going to get the first round pick again. And you usually are rewarded that for being the worst. And all they had to do was go down to, to Jacksonville and beat the Jaguars. And they didn't. Yeah. And even though. So, I mean, it wasn't like old Jonathan Taylor didn't do his job. Yeah, it's it's insane uh, how someone could be so good on a team and give all they got, and their team still comes up short. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are, of course, trolling just a bit. We know that our good friend John is going to listen to this as soon as he can uh, because he recently became a football fan for the Georgia Bulldogs. Amazing how that happened. Habit, <laughs> as fate would have it uh the college football season has ended 
and the Georgia Bulldogs defeated our beloved Alabama Crimson Tide. Hey, anybody listening that's an Alabama fan, roll tide. We don't roll tide. We win or lose with class. And that's something that, you know, hopefully every fan base does, but we know that they don't. We don't know they do that. And I'm sure there's some people who, and especially in the college football ranks, Chris, that know some other Alabama fans and they go, hey, pot, we're kettle or whatever. Cause they, I'm sure. There's definitely obnoxious fan bases everywhere. Um, fan. There is a lot of new Bulldog fans on my Facebook post, or <laughs> I didn't realize how many Bulldog fans I have on Facebook, but there are some that are very dear to my heart, some real-life friends, John being one of them, and I'm happy for them. Uh, it's a weird thing. I'm happy yeah. for them even after my team that I love so much lost a big, big game. So I'm not disappointed uh, at all. Yeah, it was weird. I was I was sad. Disappointment, no, but kind of like, dang it. Because, you know, Alabama had a lot of diversity this year. They, the, the team, the coaches, diversity. they do not, not make di- well, excuses. We, we do have diversity as well, but I think you meant adversity. Adversity, yeah. yeah. We, have diver- <laughs> we have diversity, of course. Uh, it was adversity, right. They face a lot of things, and and they still got to the game, and they still competed in the game and had a chance to win, but ultimately – uh, if you watched college football this year, Georgia was the kind of like the team. Um, there was even a stat, and you can pull it up at any point, common opponents. And the only one that we both kind of, uh, the both schools beat up on was Tennessee. Yeah. Other than that, Georgia's like plus 20 against all the other common opponents where we're like plus two, plus seven. And that means how many points we would have won by or whatever. Uh, Alabama was in the game. Until the last kind of you, you can kind of call it the last drive. They had a chance to go down and tie it and get a two point conversion and a, a pick six occurs, yeah. and that that's the dagger. That's it. It's over. Uh, so hats off. And I know there's some Braves fans. They're 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 basically fans of the state mm-hmm. of Georgia. Uh, we're sorry that your Hawks and your Falcons can't do the quadfecta for you, but. There, I saw a really cool picture of the mascot for the Braves, kind of giving a fist bump to Harry Dog. Mm-hmm. You know, and that was kind of that was kind of cool. You know, the our friend Josh, you know, he says he's a Georgia fan, uh, but we know he's a Braves fan. He's happy. So again, hats off to anybody listening. Uh, the college football season's over, and the Georgia Bulldogs win it, and they deserved it. They were the better team. Uh, as a matter of fact, I even think Coach Saban, when he went up to Coach Smart at the end, said something to the effect of "Y'all really whooped us there in the fourth quarter," but. I'm glad you something to the effect. I'm glad you won. He could straight. You up, could tell. Yeah. I mean, because it's like it's that game where, like, I, I was telling Sean this the whole week. I was like, if there's anyone that was going to beat us, I'm kind of glad it's them because Kirby Smart <laughs> has been <laughs> Kirby has been with Nick Saban going back to LSU. He went to mm-hmm. with them to Miami, and then he came and was our DC for eight years. And you're like. You see this guy who's got a big monkey on his back and you know, he's a good coach and like some of the heat he takes. It was like watching a repeat of Mark Rick, right? Like where you're like, what do you want? Yeah. yeah. He loses to, yeah. to Nick Saban. You know, that's yeah. a lot of people do that. So to actually see him get to that level, you know, and, and finally have that monkey off his back. I mean, I was kind of content with whatever the outcome was going to be once Jameson went down. It really it yeah, it, I mean, it, it hurts because, like, I honestly thought up until that point, if, if we don't lose him and we probably have Mechie, it, it might be very much a different conversation today. But, yeah, that's football. You lose that's people. football, yeah. 
you yeah, lose people is. and it's got to be next man up. And if you don't execute, then you if know. you got brick hands or you yeah. don't step up or run your right. routes or do what you need to do to prepare. I, I thought uh, the best part was uh, when they did the press conference afterwards, right? You had Bryce Young and Will Anderson. Yeah. And the first thing Nick Saban said, hold up. I just want everyone to know these two people are not defined by one game. Yeah. Yeah. So the student athletes were there and they're kind of the stars of the team for Alabama and they're, they're fielding questions. And I was, I got a little choked up. I don't know if it was because it was late or if I was emotional because of the loss, but every question that Bryce Young now, he's the Heisman trophy winner, right? He's clearly good, Mm -hmm. but every question he got asked, it was immediately him holding back tears and he's basically start saying, I love my team. I love these guys. I let them down. Something to that effect. And you hate it, but he's a champion. He'll rise back up. This is Alabama, but we don't want to steer that, you know, spotlight. Georgia won on a neutral field, mm-hmm. even though it felt like it was a Georgia home game. Uh, they love to they, travel. <laughs> they well, And like I was telling our friends last night, it's like if your team hadn't won in 41 years and you you had a chance to be there. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to fill up the place. And for uh, unfortunately, uh, for Alabama fans, you, this has kind of become a normal, and I'm mm-hmm. air quoting, kind of thing. So you don't want it to lose its luster. So the fan base, hey, wake up, show up at games, go to home games, raise some, you know what. Uh, but I, the the college football landscape was dominated, I think, by these two teams this year. They did what they needed to do to get into the playoff, to get to this game, and it was it was a good game. I bet neutrals loved it, uh, mm-hmm. but if you're a fan of of the crimson and white, it hurt a little bit. But the red and black, you're happy. So hats off. Hey man, we got we got those two star players coming back next year. Yeah. So I'm I'm not really too downtrodden. I'm more of like on to the next one. We'll see. Let's we'll see what we do next time, man, because we very right. well could find ourselves right back there. Again if you've year. heard me laughing, by the way, uh, and the chat is hilarious. Uh, I'll just say that they're, they're making, they, they've noticed the thing and they've said jokes, mainly uh, Draven again. It's hilarious. So if I'm laughing in the middle of Chris saying something serious, uh, that's kind of what's going on. So if you want to be in that conversation or see that kind of stuff, join us on Twitch. You can download the app on your phone. I don't know if we've ever said that. Or you, if you're sitting on a computer, computer, you can, you can, uh, <laughs> they're thinking you did that. That's funny. Uh, but you know, you, there's many ways you can join us, uh, and all that stuff. Uh, not to pivot and, you know, go from a, uh, a football-ish type thing. Uh, but rest in peace to Bob Sackett, right? Yeah. It seems like this year is we, we've lost some pretty big names. This one, and did you read that it was uh it wasn't necessarily expected. He had just kind of did a comedy show, right? And tweeted Yeah. He was having a good time and stuff like that. Sounds like something just happened in his sleep and you know, hopefully it was nice and peaceful for him, right? He's just sleeping and faded on out. That's a good way to go if that's the way you have to end Yeah, up I mean, ho- yeah. I, you can be very your thoughts can go dark and you hope it was just easy. Mm-hmm. And that's what I hope for. I did I do I do follow on the IG. I follow Jody Sweeten and Cam, uh, Candace Cameron Bray, mm-hmm. and they they kind of you could tell they were hurt. They they starts off as a TV dad relationship, but then thirty five years later, it's kind of like you're really family to me. So it hurt. It's like uh, for me, it's like you know I don't know if you were a latchkey kid as a, as I was coming up. I was very much a latchkey kid, so. 
you know, especially as, as these <laughs> shows moved into syndication, right? Not just TGIF, which, of course, that was, I mean, for kids our age, I think that was like almost a requirement, right? But I really feel like in the 90s, when my parents were at work, I was being raised by Danny Tanner, uh, Carl Winslow, and Uncle Phil. Those were the three, <laughs> you know, like teaching you life yeah. lessons at every yeah. turn. And, you know, in a, in a span of 20 minutes, because that's how all problems are resolved in, in 20 minutes. That's the way the world works. We all know that's true. But, yeah, at the same time, then, like, you know, when you get older with yeah. Bob Saget to, like, watch Half-Baked the first time. Well, yeah. And he stands the, up and says that line that I, I cannot say on this you podcast. You can't say here, yeah. yeah. To <laughs> to know that the Danny Tanner Bob Saget was mm. not what like the comedic brain of Bob Saget really truly was. And I I, I used to listen to a radio show on Sirius uh, or on XM. It wasn't on Sirius XM. It was the Opie and Anthony show. Mm-hmm. They would have Bob Saget on because they, they really pushed com- com- uh, comedians through. And Bob told a joke about one of the first shows after the success of full house, he was going to do a live show and a family comes in and he, he could, he said he, from then on, he could kind of see these were full house viewers expecting clean cut kind of comedy. And that's not <laughs> what you get. No. And I think that's so, so funny. So and yeah, we lost a, even a good on one. the other side, like there were a lot of stories. Uh, the two I thought stood out, um, Jimmy Kimmel got about broke down when he had to talk about it because apparently Bob Saget was just a good dude overall, right? Like he would apparently when Jimmy was going through the stuff with his child where it looked like they weren't sure if he was going to make it, you know, Bob was always calling, asking how he is and all that. And Pete Davidson has been, was pretty upfront to say like pretty much Bob Saget was calling his mom and him when he was going through his depression and stuff like that. And then just telling him how much he loved him and, you know, how much he mean to him and why life is worth living. Right. That kind of stuff. And, you know, that just tells you where maybe Bob might've been the crew, one more cruder <laughs> uh, yeah. comedians out there, but he, you know, it's like maybe he was a little bit of Danny Tanner in real life when it came to actual relationships and how much and that's, that's big. And that's about. a legacy and that, you know, rest in peace. Rest in peace for sure. Um, and I'm looking at Chad as you're talking and, you know, the whole don't take life for granted type thing like you kind of just alluded to and mm-hmm. and kind of do the right thing. We got some folks that are either just dealt with COVID or they have COVID and we're not going to get on that bandwagon on what you should and shouldn't do. But if you find yourself COVID positive, uh, I like how Draven uh, once again, I've name dropped, spun it and said at least he gets to watch us live. But hey, get better. Yeah, uh, for sure. And and if you're listening and you're going through that uh, and you 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 turn to us, we appreciate that. You know, it means it always means a lot to us. We, we really do. Uh, so I finally I, I avoided. Uh, I don't know how you did it. I avoided spoilers, guys <laughs> and girls. And I made it to Spider-Man without knowing what was going to happen. And I finally went and watched it. <laughs> I, and I just told you how I. I was watching it. I told the ticket guys, there was a guy kind of sweeping and the ticket guy, you know, it's digital. And he's like, I walk up, I got my popcorn, my candy, my drink, you know, riding solo, Jason Derulo style. And, uh, I pull, I I get up there and he's like, Hey, how you doing? Your hands full. A little joke. And I was like, yeah, I'm I'm excited, man. I, um, I actually have avoided spoilers. I haven't seen the movie yet. So sweet. 
you know, and they spoiled and it for you. That would have been funny. He's like, Darth Maul got cut in half, bro. No, he, uh, the, the guy walking by was like, what you, I was like, dude, I have been minimal on social media. Uh, and, and one day, Chris, you saved me. <laughs> Do you remember? You told me not to go to Yahoo. Cause that I one did. day on Yahoo, there was a thing. It was, I mean, it feels like this past week was when the websites all kind of collectively just went, okay, let's talk about everything or, or not hide, you know, what our, our taglines for our articles are going to be about, right? Like just go out and say it. So yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I also finally watched a movie this week, Sean. What'd you watch? <laughs> I watched <laughs> Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. Uh, uh so I hear they got a stay stay puff marshmallow man. Do they? Do <laughs> they? <laughs> Dear Lord. Oh, that's good stuff right there. Yeah, it's oh my god. It's cringy. I mean, if you love the nostalgia, I guess I guess it's there for you, you know. But yeah. it was down to a point where as soon as I saw a certain creature that was chasing Paul Rudd, I knew it was about to happen in this movie. And I oh, really? called it by a mile away. And it was right up the nostalgia out alley playing off of everything. Um, I I thought they had some moments where it could have been something really good. But again, it, it's all about the feels. That's that's what they want you to be like. Remember this? Remember proton packs? Remember? <laughs> remember me- those things, bro? Yeah. Remember, yeah. remember Slimer? Well, now we have Muncher, huh? Huh? You know. All right. First of all, you saw my smile go away. There better not be a Muncher. You know, it plays him too. Even though he doesn't actually say anything, he's just being you know a thing that eats everything that's in front of him, right? Because he's munching, bro. Yeah, because he's muncher. Right. Uh, Josh Gad, freaking Olaf, <laughs> apparently does is it, the voice for him. And he's got a voice credit for him. Wow. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. I mean, uh, it is what it is. <laughs> I, I don't even know what to say on that. Uh, so like TV shows I've watched recently, any fans of Dexter out there, the finale for New Blood was out there. Did mm. you like it? Mike said he was Mike, who's the the super fan. I think we would say, you know, of of Dexter of all of our friends. I think that's fair to say, right? He's seen- Tara. If you're talking about Dexter, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he said exactly. He enjoyed it, but he had issues. Yeah, you know, I think was kind of what his summary was. Yeah, and I got to be honest, you know. So let's go way back to like maybe Sopranos. That ending was very artful. It kind of was like interpret it how you want to. Yeah, I love you know. Uh, and I have I don't really have a problem with that kind of ending. Unfortunately, of course, Tony Soprano is not around to like make a movie or tighten that up. But they found a way. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, so Dexter's <laughs> been out for eight seasons. Mm-hmm. Classic Dexter. They reboot it for New Blood. Uh, the show I think for the most part was going good, and I feel like. I feel, and I won't spoil it, I just feel like they really effed up the finale for real. Mm. Uh and I don't I don't I I was I was not okay. I was kind of yeah, why why? I was like why? Why? Uh he didn't you know, become a, lock, a a lumberjack, <laughs> did he? That would be really What happened? Bad. I said you went he didn't become a lumberjack, did he? Cuz that would be really bad. That's funny cuz that's what they I see what you did there. Uh, but yeah, they they so the season kind of goes, it tightens that up 
And yeah. a lot of people didn't like that original Dexter ending. I'll tell you this. I would take that over this POS that I got any day of the week. You would take Lumberjack over this POS. Is that what you yes. just said? Wow. Yes. Okay. Yes. Hmm. And so I tell my our friend who who we've referred to on the podcast is a couple of names. Mike, Ryan Leaf, mm-hmm. or, you know, friend of the show, Mike, however you want to... Uh, Anyway, loves Dexter. He's the person that got me on it. And he was surprised that I said what I just said to you. And apparently, so Cobra Kai recently had its season four. Yeah. And I once again was meh on it. You've been meh on a lot of things. That's like what that. he said. That's what everybody's saying. But they, I don't really articulate it more than that. Yeah. So it's taken as I'm I'm kind of hitting negativity on shows. and And it's like, I, what do you want from me? Like I'm getting to a point and I, I think I'm finally getting to a level like Chris where uh, I think it's my age where I, I can start reading. I've seen this song and dance before, if you will. I've seen this ending or where this is going. I mean, I'm very. I, I've seen maybe two episodes of Cobra Kai and I think like just talking to Mike one day, I basically described the underlying <laughs> plot of what the show was. I was like, well, if I was Hollywood and I was doing the show, it's probably the way I would do it. You know? And he was like, yeah, yeah, that's kind of what's going on. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I'm reading chat. And, and so as when you watch any show that, mm. that during the life of a show, and I'm going back to Dexter. Sure. That introduces the best way to say it is either a dreamlike flashback or a dreamlike sequence. Mm -hmm. You hope, (laughs) I hope that what I saw in that finale was a dreamlike sequence. And, and it, it, it goes, wait, this is this Wait, We're just kidding. Wait. You guys have to find out if they do another season or not. I have to. And if they do, you'll know if how they promote it. If what they, what I think they will do is is what they're going to do, which I think, it's no bueno. Or if you, I'll just have to see how that plays out. Right. Sure. Uh, but back to Cobra Kai now switching gears again. The wife is finally watching it. She I told her two it? years ago to watch it, you know? So fun fact about her. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if anybody else out there feels that way if they've watched it. Uh, but so when, uh, and this is not a spoiler. This goes back to like season one. So the bad guy from the karate kid movies is in this show, not Johnny. He's the main- Oh, okay. Johnny, Johnny's boss, if you will. Johnny's sensei. Is it every time Creasy? he comes on? It's Crease. Yeah. Yeah. Or Creasy. Yeah. yeah. Creasy. Every time he comes on, she fast forwards. <laughs> she hates that guy. And I said, that means he's doing good, right? Like he's acting good if you hate him. Yeah. Kind of like if you watch wrestling and you hate what's back in the day, you hate Triple H, right? Like, well, right. Obviously, well, he's doing something, right? Yeah. Just, you know, if you're a heel in wrestling and your people hate you, you're doing a good job. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. You got anything else? And hey, while you ponder that, this is the intro of the show. If you're first time listening or if you're kind of used to this and you know this is what we do, we'll pivot and get super video game, you know, focused in a minute. Uh, uh, yeah. Really, only other thing I watched again was more Station 11. I'm up to date for the, uh, I think the finale is Thursday. I think feels like it is um what uh station 11 and that oh yeah 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 that show is just (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like interesting because you know like think of like last of us right and 
where a lot of last of us is downtrodden. It's like how bad in despair everything gets. There's a lot more focus on the uplifting of like humanity, humanity or what? pulling, like pulling together and how we as people can move forward. Right. Even through hard times and, and make some good out of it. Um, so, you know, I've, I've really enjoyed it. Uh, there have been some messed up moments in that show, but at the same time, um, I'm, I'm interested to see how they're going to do it because from my understanding, they have changed some things from the book. Like it's still kind of hitting on the, and I actually bought the book. I said, I'm going to read this. Nerd. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I want to know exactly what's going on, but, um, Yeah. That's that's been one of my favorite finds in recent memory, because, you know, me, like a lot of times these post apocalyptic things, I'm like, I come kind of over a little bit. Maybe it's because a lot of times it's zombies and that's more so what I'm over. But yeah, this one has hit me. Vampires right or zombies? What are you more over? Definitely zombies at this point. Vampires. Vampires are coming up close too. But. <laughs> uh, so to kind of before we pivot to the topic, it's I love when I see comments come in and psycho uh i don't know what your name is on discord but in in here it's psycho retros and psycho fun fact is a huge wrestling fan like to the point where i was told by his dad he was traveling to like i think do commentating at wrestling venues like ringside uh and it's funny i i mentioned the word heel and you mentioned triple h and you know Possibly just kind of listening as we talk. He's yeah. he's back. I sm- I smelled a wrestling conversation. <laughs> uh, Nacho Head Boy is here. Um, so he thinks John has been banned for winning. That is not the case. John drove. He drove himself away from us. He did that. Now you're getting banned. Uh, so yeah. But thank you so he's, much if you joined in for the intro portion of the show. I'm trying to think if he's uh, still there. He's in Nashville. Is where he is. Yeah. And and trust me, he would rather be here. Like what he's yeah. doing right now is not fun. And I feel bad for him in a way I do too, but in a way I don't cause he's happy cause he can buy a new hoodie this year. That's true. To, yeah. You know that he can wear forever. Right. But I got to give a piece of advice. I got like a lot of hoodies and t-shirts and I don't really wear them after like the first few months. Well, you know, <laughs> With us, we have to update them so often because the yeah. number keeps going up. And this one didn't fit like last year's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Rona, kidding. Uh, once again, though, be safe out there. If you're not afraid of a vaccination, do it. If you are, that's your right as well. Just don't come and cough around me, okay? Uh, Chris, are you ready to move on to the uh, the topic? Or yeah, we could do that. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Topic Time. We have entered the transfer portal. (laughs) If this was college football, known as Topic Time. That's right. Uh, if you just listened all the way through, you listened through the intro and now we're at topic time. If when you saw the podcast and you saw the description and wanted to get straight to here, thank you. You arrived. Welcome home. We appreciate you very much. Uh, so I usually shut up right about now and I t- ask Chris, I don't tell him, mm. I ask him to do the thing he does so we can really get this thing going. Chris, 
The topic is... The most anticipated games that aren't obvious of 2022! <laughs> so yeah, if you if you heard them, uh, this is our version of... Look, there's some big games coming out in 2022, but with John not being here, we kind of wanted to say we need to do this episode. Traditionally, we do it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, after our, our games of the year episode, and it was like, well, let's let's put a twist in it, and let's say maybe not AAA titles or some that maybe aren't so obvious to to a lot of people if it's not on your radar. So it is 2022. We made it. Congrats, everybody. I'm sure it'll Can be better. Be- <laughs> uh, we did it. But yeah, so John did send us a list. Do you want to just do his first, or how do yeah. you want to do that? Let's let's you just go through his. Let's see. So. Do I just read this? Okay, uh, you, I mean, uh, I'll read it with a with a voice. <laughs> okay, yeah, you can read them. Uh, so go go three, two, one. So, all right, you know what I'm saying. I'm John. This is my John <laughs> voice. I should no, hold up. So we'll be yeah. like we'll be like John. Uh, it's your turn. Talk about something after because Mike check check John will be like. Hey guys, Mike check one, right. two, one, one two, two one two, and then you get him going. He's like, yeah, so. <laughs> John, you're killing the production team, bro. Really is. Tighten up. <laughs> Just asking for a little relief in 2022, John. Come on. So uh, let's see. So here we go. Number three. Mario <laughs> plus Rabbids, Sparks of Hope. Before you read why he chose this one, because he did give us a blur blurb, uh, folks in chat are saying Union Simulator 2022 <laughs> or Amazon Union Simulator. <laughs> Right. That's hilarious. Union Buster 2022. (laughs) (laughs) He says. He said. This title is the only one without an official release date as of now. However, in my opinion, the original game centers around one of my favorite moments of any E3. When the game creator got emotional watching Miyamoto on stage introducing his game. What a moment. And even better, the game was amazing and introduced me to a whole new genre. It's my favorite Mario game on the Switch. What? Yeah, right? I can't wait to see what these creators do for the sequel. If you haven't played the original, what are you waiting for? See, if we weren't DMCA'd, we could uh, totally play like the, uh, what are you waiting for? Like (laughs) from Ellie Goulding. Uh, I did totally didn't watch that movie. I don't know that's where that song came from. Uh, I, I'm super shocked because he said, and he said this before, and I'm shocked every time that this this game and this version of this game mm-hmm. is his favorite Mario game on the Switch. And um, uh, I can't remember. Did he play Odyssey at all? I I don't remember because that game is amazing, right? And but, if we're if we got the umbrella of Mario or, games, or, we're just gonna f- Mario Kart. Yeah, right. Like, I was about to say Mario Kart, maybe. <laughs> I mean, what are we doing? So yeah, that's that's insane. Uh it'll be interesting to see if that actually does come out this year, though. Um, because as you said, it doesn't have a date. So But it's know. slated to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, 
it would be cool because usually these kinds of games you do the first one is the concept right just to make sure you can get it working and have some balance and that's what and she said a lot of times it's a sequel where you take risk and expand upon and try new ideas right and perfect what you you set up in the original so yeah maybe this will be uh one of the big surprises of the year right where people turn around and go like wow that was that was a really good tactical game i, I like yeah. that so i i hope it's good for for his sake yeah yeah do we go to I number mean, number two now uh i mean go. we can because it's uh the other this game is the mm. only i didn't know john even knew this game existed game the it, other two you've read one the other one is going to be pretty obvious mm-hmm. uh Right. We'll see. I don't feel uh, like he should have been allowed to put number one because for him that is the obvious selection. Yeah, that, that would be yeah. his most anticipated. But yeah, I get like why it still worked. You know, yeah, we'll, I get it. It's yeah. fine. We'll, we'll give him a pass for a couple of reasons. One, he's not here to make us hate him and not give him a pass. No, we'll <laughs> we'll just bash him as we do this. That's what's fun. <laughs> it's uh, fun. Here we go. It's fine. You ready, Sean? Yeah. Number two. Triangle strategy. <laughs> what the? F- <laughs> Another favorite game on the Switch was Octopath Traveler. This was a game brought that brought me further into the Jerpura, aka JRPG, genre. And I instantly fell in love with its music, gameplay, and design. While a little different, this game carries on the same style and heart of the original, and I can't wait to play it. Graphically, the game looks even better than Octopath. If that's possible, the it game is. series is known for the HD 2D that combines retro style character sprites and textures with polygonal environments and high definition effects. If that sounds amazing, it's because it is. Yeah, I think this is like what this is their tactics game kind of like. Yeah, it's it's exactly like he said, it is it's mm-hmm. Octopath Traveler kind of remade. Mm. I thought this game had a, a different working title. It was Project I think Triangle Strategy, I think. Was it just a project? Yeah. And they dropped it. I mean, I'm trying to remember here if I can pull it up even. What? Well, I'm trying to I mean the art style, the 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 everything. It it's like I remember seeing this and thinking, is this Octopath Traveler 2? It is um, yeah, so it is. It's a tactics game. It's it's more in the vein of your fire emblems and all that. So I'll probably I will probably check out this game because um, I don't did, think it's the same kind of tactics as Mario Rabbits. You think it's more? It, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, Rabbits is kind of like that too. You know, it's just <laughs> so one John of, has two tactics yeah, games, right? <laughs> He's all about the tactical stuff now, uh, which is crazy. But no surprise because John one year was like, "Hey, I played this game called Doom." And I loved it. What? The music, the killing. What? <laughs> Remember that? Yes. Of course you do. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm with them in the sense that, again, this uh, of the two, because I didn't play Mario Rabbits, but I will be checking this out. And I hope it's, I hope it's good. You know, yeah, it'll be out in March. That's an, I think that's mm-hmm. an official release date. So March of this year. So not, not too, too far away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right maybe this is them trying to favor 
um, what you call it with, with square square to do a remake of final fantasy tactics, because that would be awesome. And that would make friend of the show, Josh really, really happy because <laughs> he yeah. loves that game. He, he, he low key likes that game, but not really low key. If you know him, right. <sighs> you ready for number one, Sean? Yeah. I think we could have closed our eyes and known that I, it's possible, you know, even though this is the quote unquote, not obvious choices, what we mean by that is big, big names, right? But this game, if you know John, you listen to the show, this could have been his most anticipated game anyway. Very true. So (laughs) Dick Terra says King of Fighters. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Here we go. Number one, Dying Light 2. No surprise here. Dying Light was one of my top five games of the last generation. Zombie genre has never grown stale for me. I'm even rewatching The Walking Dead. The open world survival genre of Dying Light might have been dead on arrival had it not been for the outstanding parkour implemented <laughs> into its design, making traversing an open world more fun than ever. Dying Is, Light, am I the only one that wants to see John John do parkour? Parkour. <laughs> I wanted to be like the office episode of parkour. Yeah. Uh, Dying Light 2 is a long time coming for me as it was first announced in E3 at 2018. And I can't wait to finally dive in this February. I look forward to playing no other game as it will take 500 plus hours to do everything in the game. That's in the news. Um, I'll see news. you oh. in the apocalypse. Yeah, I think. See it. And, and look, uh, if you listen to this and, and you've heard our our kind of like caveats and preface to this, this isn't the 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 triple A games. Right. And this one, a lot of people, they go, wait a minute. You said, right, mm-hmm. we're, we're going to give him a pass on this one. One, because he just submitted his uh, paper to us. He didn't ask for permission. So, yeah. And what are we going to do? You know, right. He's excited. He's, so, yeah, that's, I mean, uh, that's yeah. John's top three most anticipated. Uh, Mario plus Rabbids, Triangle Strategy and Dying Light 2. Yeah. And he doesn't have to wait long. I mean, was it February 5th is Dying Light? Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, you brought up uh, acid sugar is in the chat brings up a great point. It's we, we kind of gave him the pass cause it's a smaller development team. Yeah. You know, it's, it works. It's fine. So Chris, do you want to go uh, back and forth or do you want to do? Yeah, we could us. do, we could do back and forth, I guess. I don't care. It's <clears> up to you. <laughs> All right. You want me to go first or you? I don't care. I can go first. Uh, All right. My number three anticipated, not so obvious thing out there is actually Kerbal Space Program 2. I probably put in well over 150 hours off and on over a couple of years into the original game. Uh, I love, I mean, like one, I love space, but two, I love a space game that actually takes the time to have physics and such in it where you really have to think about how you're building out stuff um, and, and designing your ships like weight really matters in those, right? Just putting a bunch of rockets together doesn't necessarily work in that game because that's not how it works in real life too. Uh, and I just love 
building up like a little NASA thing for these people going off and then like first figuring out how do I get the ship into orbit and then figuring out how do I get to the moon and eventually to interstellar uh, travel and stuff like, you know, that you can do in these games as you expand upon. Uh, and while I, I think this one's also interesting because the first one, of course, was more of a concept, right? It was a developer messing around and then it slowly became more and more of a game over time so now it's like well if you built all the tools you wanted to use before now maybe you can actually make something where there really is a true narrative that takes you on a journey right and and can do something cool and fun i mean i don't think it's going to be like the game that sells you know 10 million copies i don't think it's going to be the game of the year or anything like that but i just i had a blast with the first one so when i was looking around at smaller titles that maybe weren't as obvious to people, right? Uh, I, I had to pick this, you know, just was never a doubt. So yeah, I can't wait to play it. Yeah. <clears throat> My number three, I saw it a while ago or not a while ago. Yeah. I first came on my radar probably December. So that wasn't too long ago. I mean, we're just we're obviously in January, but it's a VR title. Hmm. It's going to be coming to all of the major VR platforms uh, they say summer, so it may not happen. But what I like about it is it's got this concept that isn't like anything. Uh, I don't know how to explain it. It's 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 kind of like a if you play VR games, you understand the concept of a single player co-op, meaning you have to interact with something else co- cooperatively, but it's not a person mm-hmm. to do a thing. It's kind of like that. The game is called The Last Clockwinder. And it appears like you have to um, act out certain things, right? And by doing so, I'm not sure if you can like lock it in place, mm-hmm. then go to another station or another area. And what you're locking in place are these robots. So you're basically locking in robots to do things. And eventually, once you get past things you need to get to, uh, if you look at the trailer, there's like a there's like a room full of robots doing stuff, and it it seems like there's going to be, like I said, that long chain of things you do that eventually get you to a goal. And and the way and the ease that <clears throat> the Oculus Quest 2 is in VR, it's it's very, I like games like this. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to have to invest a lot of time in. I'm going to get some very good. Those are the uh, best VR t- tiles. Too, yeah. Like where you can beat it in like six hours or so, right? Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and, and you get, I like a cool mechanic too. I, I'm tired of. Uh, the laziness when it comes to VR. Let me do a little something with it. You know, that's what I need to And we're, we're real good. I, I really do uh, like the the aesthetic of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, the, official de- the official developers, they're called Hontico. Uh, they describe the game as a VR automation game about building clockwork contraptions out of your own clones. You're on a mission to repair an ancient tower built into the trunk of a colossal tree. Inside, you'll find a pair of gloves that allow you to turn anything you do into a looping clockwork automation. Hmm. Use your automatons to grow plants, harvest resources, and find a way to save the clock tower. That sounds like they, something that would actually interest me as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> if, I can, yeah. if I can build things of autom- automation and like design <clears throat> how the, what they do, that, that sounds fun. <laughs> yeah, it, it's and like I said, if you're if you own a VR and that that's going to be Quest Two uh, uh, or Valve Index Rift uh, Vibes, whatever you got, I know it's coming out first. And if you're PSVR, 
owner, you may get it, but it may end up being on like a PSVR two when that comes out. Yeah. Can't wait. There you go. My number two, and I wouldn't be surprised if this is your number one, Sean. Oh, see. Uh, My number two is tunic. Yeah. Shot your face. (laughs) I I, I mean, this, this game was first shown off at like E3 at Microsoft's E3 couple of years ago. Right. Like I want to say like 2017, maybe. Yeah. But we kept asking, where did it go? Yeah. I mean, it's one of those games where you have like five people working on it and apparently it's, you know, really takes a long time to do it, but we actually got to check out the demo of this a couple months ago and it got me more hype because at first my, my only worry for this game, right. Was that it really was literally just going to be a straight up Zelda clone with nope. the only, only difference is that it's a Fox instead of link. Right. I was almost expecting Fox Zelda to show up at some point in this or whatever. And I think it, yeah, like you play that demo and you quickly realize, Oh, they've been setting you up a little bit. Because this is definitely a little bit like a Dark Souls <laughs> in terms of they don't hold back with the uh, with the enemies. They they come in and it's it's easy to die in this game. I don't think it was like the punishment of Dark Souls, like where you lose everything and uh, you know if you die again, it's gone for good. Uh, but it just it looks so cool, like that isometric, morphic, whatever it is, uh, type camera looking down. Yeah. Uh, that I guess like, uh, what was the Zelda game you and John played two years ago, uh, where it was the port link to the, not link to the past. It was where he was like on that Island or whatever. Right. And it kind of looks a little bit like, Oh yeah. 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 Why am I drawing a blank right now? But yes. Uh, Mm -hmm. let me Google that real quick to make sure I'm not losing my mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, Zelda Switch game, Link's Awakening. Link's is, Awakening. Yeah. Yes, so yes. It looks. Awesome. It looks very. That's a great description. Yeah, very much. Kind of has that feel. And I'll go ahead and we'll keep this conversation going because it is also my number two. Oh, okay, sweet. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah. for me, I, I you saw and Chris kind of highlighted the the toughness and just in the demo, I was I was blown away one by how the game looked and ran, but also how how deep and in depth you could possibly go with things, how hard the animals were, the animals, the enemies. Uh, And when you watch, you know, like if you go to steam, for example, and you check out the trailer for this and it kind of loops over and over Mm. the, the graphics, the, the colors, the pop of, I don't know that, that, that you're going to see the pop of action that happens at certain points. Yeah. you, You look at it and you go, this could be a Zelda Fox game. It's not, uh, they probably have a lot of, love for the Zelda franchise because uh, the Fox is wearing a green tunic and it carries a shield and a sword. Yeah. But aside from that, yeah, it's it. Uh, We'll see. Yeah. You know, and I mean, the bonus here is one, we know the release date, March 16th, March and, 16th yeah. and two day one on game pass. So, you know, it's like if it ends up being the most painful thing that I play <laughs> this year, uh, at least I didn't have to pay anything to find out that it was the most painful thing, right? Yeah. Or, or and and you just brought up a good point. I haven't even told the the folks that I've got a a Series X, have I? Yeah, yeah. You never did. I, I never told them. Uh, I, I don't tell know why. I, I didn't tell them what I'm building probably this weekend. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but uh, I did want to give a shout out to Punkhead. Um, 
because Punkhead was instrumental in not securing this particular Xbox, but trying to keep me up to date on shuffles that happened, He's things of like that, that nature. He's good like that. And eventually I got lucky and it happened and I'm here. So yeah, you mentioned Game Pass. This will be a game that I get to play on the Xbox Series actually, X. Well, actually, uh, Psycho says you did bring it up last week. Did I bring it up? Well, okay. Then there you go. I brought it up. You know, I felt right now, like when, imagine being a, a band and, you know, the lead singer is like, hello, Boston. Hello, New York. But he does so many gigs. <laughs> and then and he's like, what up, in, LA? And he's in Ottawa. <laughs> you're in DC tonight. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Don't do that. Don't do that. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm excited about this game. Obviously, it's number two on my most um, anticipated, you know, little little indie type games and this one's this one's up there for me for sure i can't wait not too far away man i march Mm. is gonna be here before we freaking know it dude yeah well it's like it's so weird because this is this period of the year it happens it's happened almost every year now for the last three or four years where it's like we go through the hell fall where there's consistently things you want to buy you spend a lot of money and all that things you know Trying to fi- figure out when are we going to talk about this game? When are we going to talk about that game? Right. And then we get to this time and we always know what the first two episodes usually are. Of course, this week, the year will be the first three episodes, I guess. Uh, and then there's this abyss yeah, <laughs> that appears for three or four <laughs> weeks. And we're like, what are we going to do? It's starting early for us this year because, you know, uh, the end of it, because, of course, John will have Dying Light at the beginning of February, and I'm guessing either the next week or the week after we could talk about that. But then it's like hell on earth for about a month and a half again, where we are yeah. consistently like, when am I going to play that? When am I going to play this right here? You know, yeah. trying to find time. Well, that's, that's And, and uh, you know, with the game Dying Light being 500 hours, John, if, when you listen to this, don't feel stressed to play the game. We'll talk about it when you're ready to talk about it. Okay. Don't feel like you got to beat it for the show. John, I'm going to need you to get that game and then put <laughs> 24 straight hours, no sleep. Going to need you to do that. Oh, that's funny. Uh, but yeah, if you're thinking to yourself, hey, there was a demo. I want to go out and play uh, Tunic on for free. You can't. It's no. over. It ended in December. Yeah. They put it up for, was it E3 or... Or Gamescom, that's like when they put up all these like Trigger Witch. There was a, there was like a bunch of them they put out there that you could go download. Yep. Um, was, we've arrived, Chris. Yeah. Um, number one. Number one, I was scrolling through, and as soon as I saw it, I was like, yeah, it'd have to be that, wouldn't it, for me? Um, as things that I would say are not obvious, right? Because I think... If you want to take a stab at what my most and actual most anticipated game is that you'll hear next week, it really will not be hard. Like if you listen to the show and you know me and the things I like, you probably know what my number one is going to be short of, I guess, Metal Gear Solid 6 getting announced next week. And that's coming out in the fall, right? (laughs) Like short of that, you probably could figure it out. I think I already know what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I hope if you were talking to me directly, I could say it right now and ruin the episode, but I'm not going to. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, uh, but this one was one that I played the original game. um, What was it? Two years ago. And I played it during winter break, even though it come out over the summer and John actually covered it on the show for us and he was glowing about it. And then I played it and I ended up putting it in our top five games of the year 
Like that's how much it hit me. So when they announced the sequel was coming, I was, it automatically came on my radar and that is a plague's tale requiem. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I am that game. Cause at first I was just like, is this going to be a walking simulator game? Which I don't mind, but it's a lot more of that. You know, they, they really did have some cool gameplay elements. I love the storytelling of it. I mean, it really introduces a cool world to it and what it does with rats and plagues is, is quite interesting. And I'm not sure what direction they're going to go. I'm sure there'll probably be churches and, and evil and despair again, but I'm interested to see these characters that maybe we saw like, you know, it was kind of like the main boy was literally a kid, like six or seven years old. Right. It'd be interesting to see what he'll be like when he's say, a few years down the line and the main girl who I think is kind of the protagonist, if you will, the main protagonist, she, she was like a teenager. So here maybe we'll get to see her more as either very much a young adult or an adult at this point. So I've been trying to black myself out and not see much cause I don't really want to be spoiled on anything, but this, this one will be the day it comes out. I will be dialed in playing it for hours and, and trying to see what kind of crazy things they can do with rats or whatever gaming device is. Because if you told me when I started that game, the first one, Sean, that at some point there was going to be a rat tornado going around a room, <laughs> I would have told you I did not see it coming, but sure right. enough, there were rat in it tornadoes. So in Draven, who was asking in the chat, yes, it really is that good. If you have game pass, I believe it's still on there right now. Yeah, I got it. I haven't played it yet. Mm-hmm. Check it but, out. I remember watching, we were watching one of the game shows and you saw rats and you went, no way. You mm-hmm. got excited basically. And it made me want to go, crap, I need to play that game. Uh, so I've downloaded it, you know, ready to play it. So we'll see. We'll see. So my number one, uh, another VR title. Surprise, surprise. The thing is, I, I'm not confident this game releases in spring of this year, like they say. Uh, but this game is a direct sequel to my first ever VR game. And also even said that probably one of my favorite games I've played in the past five years. I'm talking about Moss book two. Mm. Uh, that game I forgot uh, that was coming. Yeah. The original game came out in 2018. I've, I waited to play it on PSVR. And I don't, I'm trying to find what it's going to be on because it was announced at the PlayStation State of Play. Uh, you know, that book two was coming out spring 2022. The developers confirmed that too. I don't want to play it on PSVR if I can. I know that sounds terrible. If is I have it, to, I will. Is it exclusive to PSVR? It, it might be. And that worries me. But I feel like in the Oculus store, you can get Moss. So I don't think it's like exclusive yeah. now. Well, Maybe a might- timed exclusive? Yeah, because that's how it was. I think it like I want to say it was exclusive on PSVR for like maybe six or seven months, and then just one day, like there was no build up to the release. They just went, "Hey, it's on Steam now. Go get it." Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Uh, I think it's going to be PS uh, VR, which is of course means it's going to release technically on PS4. Uh, so I'm going to have to mm-hmm. wear the PSVR headset and have wires. But I think it's coming to Quest 2. I think. I don't I don't know. But either way, wherever it's at, it has my money. Mm-hmm. That little story uh, uh, is fantastic. Um, you know, I, I can't speak enough about it. 
Yeah, it does. I, I really can't. It does say PlayStation on the article on IGN. So yeah, I, I mean, you could wait and go after the uh, PSVR two. We'll see. Uh, I need to see more about when that's going to come out, how much it's going to cost. I do know it's still going to have a wire. Mm. Um, it has to. It's it's going to be attached to the PS5. You know, it's going to need its processing power and all that stuff. But uh, yeah, I, I remember. I remember. I was so nervous. My wife bought me a PSVR. She knew I wanted to kind of get going, and I got Moss. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, Oh my god, what am I about to get into? Can and the the magic of that game really got me going. Have you checked? Can you play the original on Quest now? Yeah. Okay. Like without yeah. the without the link or anything. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Nice. Yeah, it's in the Oculus uh the store. I just looked mm. as we were kind of going over it and I was like, bet. I've actually almost bought it again to get, you know, a higher fidelity and yeah, stuff like that. And I could sit in the living room and play it, you know. That'd be nice. But yeah, there it is. I got two VR games. John has two tactical games. Right. So I, I really can't make fun of him. But yeah. There it is. Uh, sure. So uh, last week we challenged everyone uh, if you had your own games of the year to to write in Ooh. Uh, to do so. And I don't know if you have or not yet. If you didn't, that's fine. Here's another reminder. But also if you've got for, for the next couple of weeks, if you've got some titles that aren't necessarily on everyone's radar, but they're on yours, let us know about those. Uh, sure. You know how to get in touch with us. And, and we'd love to hear that stuff. Maybe remind us of some things. Right then, you just saw when I said Moss 2, Chris was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a couple that almost made it. Like, I thought about Sifu as well, because that one looks tight. Um, Sifu for me as well. Uh, yeah. It's right there. If it, if it didn't reach number three, it would have been number four. Probably same year. So, yeah, I'm kind of stoked about that one for sure. Yeah. For shizzle. Yeah. Uh, Sean. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to do some news? We do got some news. Right? Uh yeah, so let's let's get that going. Okay. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News. <laughs> it really. Uh, so yeah, it really always should be nine, Chris. Um, right. We have we have we have news this week, and that's an inside kind of joke. But yeah, why don't you kick off and tell us about something that was canceled? Yeah, E3 has canceled its in-person event. The ESA will once again not have an in-person event for E3 2022. Quote, due to the ongoing health risks surrounding COVID-19 and its potential impact on the safety of exhibitors and attendees, E3 will not be held in person in 2022. Remain incredibly excited about the future of E3 and look forward to announcing more details soon. Despite canceling the in-person event for the third year in a row, DSA refused to confirm that there will be a digital event in place of the physical event. Additionally, the ESA has not announced any official dates for this year's E3. Mm. Yeah, by them not even kind of acknowledging anything other than a cancellation, I'm kind of thinking, oh, no. Yeah, oh, I mean, no. And, oh, no. and old uh, old Jeff Keeley did not miss a beat and like right afterwards posted, I can confirm summer <laughs> games fest will be back this summer and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, yeah. 
I feel like, yeah, I mean, it really does feel like this might be the end. Oh, I mean, it's, it sucks because they can't take the risk, uh, which is funny because sports are able to have, still have full stadiums if they want because they're outdoors. Sure. And, you know, the pandemic is it's still impacting us. Uh, I learned the other day about a Delta Omicron variant or something where, like, Delta and Omicron are together. They had a baby. They had a baby, and I'm like, Lord. So I, I still think it's a good idea to cancel it, um, but I still kind of wish there was something digital, digital-like kind of happening. But I, that's just me being greedy. I like get excited about that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, uh, it's not rip, Chris. Hopefully, it's not rip. Well, maybe they can do it in VR, Sean. I see what you did there, and the tie-in could have been will rip to the original PSVR because. Uh, during CES, Sony shared details on his upcoming successor to that original PSVR, confirming that the device, the device is called PSVR two. What's up? Yeah. The device will include a sense, uh, will include sense controllers. I'm sorry, which feature haptic feedback. That's legit. And an OLED display with a 2000 by 2040 per eye panel resolution support for 90 and 120 Hertz refresh rates a field of view of 110 degrees and four cameras on the headset for tracking. That's nice. That's very Oculus like no camera. Uh, Additionally, Sony showed its commitment to the device by announcing a new horizon game. That's legit. Makes me super excited. Uh, It's called horizon call of the mountain. Um, Yo, that's legit. While no release window was given for the hardware, rumors suggest that the company is targeting, uh, a release, <laughs> a release for this uh, holiday season, right? That's Asin saying that I'm not going to play Horizon. Lies, sir. It just may take me some time. How much would you pay for this show? Uh, how much is the current? Do you have any idea? The bundles? I think they're like three ninety nine. And that what it was when it came out, like three ninety nine. Might be, and I, I'm between three ninety nine and four ninety nine. Okay. Because uh, because I think Sony has a commitment. I think they, they really are invested and they want to harness the power of the PS five with it. Mm. Uh, and I'll get kind of like PS exclusives. That'll be worth to me a little bit more. Um, so we'll see. I, I don't like that. It does have, I think one wire. Yeah. And that's because it's got to have power. It's got to use the PlayStation five, buddy. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta link it up. So that's better than like, like, I can't tell you guys after playing Oculus how much I didn't like the wires that I had no problem with prior to playing VR games on the Oculus. It's crazy. True. It's insane. Speaking of so, insane. What? Uh, Sony wasn't the only major player to make a big announcement at CES, Sean. Well, I, I need to know who did, Chris. NVIDIA announced that it will be adding two new graphics cards to its still hard-to-obtain RTX 30 series. First up, the 3090 Ti will include 40 teraflops. That's a lot of flops. Of GPU performance, 24 gigs of GDDR6X VRAM and run at 21 gigs per second, making it the new top dog of NVIDIA's lineup No timeline for release or price was announced for the card. 
But additionally, oh. NVIDIA also expanded its general consumer base options by announcing the RTX 3050, an entry-level GPU that will be released on January 27th for $269. Uh, the card features 8 gigs of GDDR6 memory, and it's the most comparable it's most comparable as an upgrade to the company's GTX 1650 card. Like other RTX cards, this device will support DLSS and hardware hardware accelerated ray tracing. Uh, you know, yeah, people are happy because you still can't buy the other cards. You got one, but as a normal consumer, Joe, you can't go out and just find these cards, man. Yeah. And they're making more cards that take more stuff that they say we can't get because of COVID. <laughs> How does that make sense? I'm not really Am I sure. wrong. Yeah, no, no. Um, I think they mainly just did this because from my understanding of the 3080 Ti that they released last year is so close to the 3090 uh, RTX that they needed. They felt like they needed to bump it up to encourage people to feel like they need the 3090 if they were going to, you know, spend the yeah. extra money and make it worth their while. So, but yeah, I don't know who's getting a, a, a 3050 unless you're just playing, I guess, Fortnite, you know? Oh yeah. We got some folks in chat that just started playing Fortnite again for no apparent reason. Right. But, uh, yeah. Do you, do you have any interest in getting the 3090 TI? No, I'm good for now. Um, I I've, think you're good for now. Yeah. yeah stay, stay that way. <laughs> Do not get that classic Chris wild hair, buddy. I've totally got something in a cart right now. What buddy? What are you doing? I'm just looking, buddy. Something got that, sense What I just did was a conversation Chris and I will have. And normally there'll be new computer components coming in, which by the way, where's your, where's, where's tracking at now? Where was the last, the last state you were in? Uh, everything is supposed to be here tomorrow. Nice. Except That's for nice. one thing that will be here at some point this week. In theory. Uh, yeah, I don't think gamers really need the 3090 Ti. Probably That's a not. lot of unnecessary power. It, it would only, yeah, like mainly for video editing, as uh, Draven said in the chat. But really, the only thing I can think of is if like you're going with a really large 4K TV and you want to be able to to play that in true 4k resolution, right? That makes sense. But I don't know <laughs> why else you need it. That's funny. So in chat, we got, uh, <laughs> Draven's friend wanted a 3080 just for call of duty. That's awesome. I once knew a man who built the computer at the time. Top specs is just to play final fantasy 14 online. Hilarious. Uh, they're also saying Linus from Linus tech tips had made an argument for uh for use uh I don't know what he said there but basically possibly for one game the 3090 Ti That's so funny. And to follow up Draven's friend paid $4000 for a PC to play COD and he had a Series X. Oh, that's funny. Uh the two and then uh, shout out to Canadians uh his friend is from Canada. So can I finish? Please, can I finish? I'm not your body guy. <laughs> okay, I'm finished. <laughs> Days Gone disrespect. The director of Dave Days Gone, Jeff Ross, not the comedian, <laughs> the roasting legend himself, caused a bit of controversy this past week 
Ross responded to tweets and news publications from Sony celebrating Ghost of Tsushima reaching 8 million copies sold and pointed out that Days Gone had sold over 8 million copies, though local management never seemed to celebrate the accomplishment. Quote, at the time I left Sony, Days Gone had been out for a year and a half and a month and sold over 8 million copies. It's since gone on to sell more and then a million plus on Steam. Local studio management always made us feel like it was a big disappointment. End quote. Sony has never directly stated that it considered the game a disappointment. However, it reportedly refused to greenlight a sequel and has since moved on, or I'm sorry, since moved Sony Bend to other projects. Following the tweet and replies, which took sub- subtle shots at Sony's management, Ross and Days Gone co-director John Garvin joined Twisted Metal creator David Jaffe's live stream to talk about a range of topics around Days Gone and Sony Studios. The duo explained that any hope of a sequel to the game died when former Sony head Sean Layden left company, left the company and that just getting the original game made was a battle. Quote, it was very obvious that we shouldn't be talking about Days Gone while we were working on the pitch and generating it. It was clear that it was a non-starter and there was nothing in the pitch that made the local manager and his boss feel good about it. That's probably a failure of the creative group but it was just an uphill battle the whole time, end quote. Additionally, it was confirmed that Sony had a desire for the studio to resurrect its classic franchise, Siphon Filter. However, Bend turned down the request with Ross stating, quote, I had zero ideas on how to reboot Siphon Filter. Hmm. I wonder if that's what those guys are saying about Sam Fisher. And they're like, let's just just remake it. But (laughs) we don't. But why would we? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting like story just because, you know, obviously there's certain things they couldn't say. Right. Because NDAs and all that. But both these guys have moved on. And I think it's kind of clear where they're saying like, hey, you know, we weren't really ever given a shot. We felt like and we had this one person, Sean, who luckily was the head of Sony that, you know, was willing to to go to bat for us, but you know, everyone just kind of decided very quickly because I guess of the reviews, right. That weren't Mm -hmm. really great. And I think they're justified, especially the way that game was at launch. You know, they, they never really were that keen on seeing where this franchise could go. I'm guessing also in part because of the last of us where you already have this post-apocalyptic thing with a zombie like creature. Right. And it's, beloved and and praised so much but um yeah that's just crazy that you are talking like in in how hard it is to get new franchises off the ground right and get people uh to buy in to say that there's a franchise out there that has sold eight million on sony consoles and then another million when it went to steam. So almost 10 million copies of this game are out there. And yet we're not making another one. You know, I don't know, but it's cool. Like uh, this is out there. If you want the Dave Jaffe conversation, just go search his name and uh, it's on YouTube. It's like a four hour conversation and they cover a lot of stuff in video games and you know, where things are today. So maybe go check it out. After you listen to us, <laughs> you're muted, Sean. 
I freaked out. Um, did you ever finish Days Gone, by the way? I did not. I, I I never, you said it was a long game, and it got yeah. to a point where you're like, I just, I've had enough. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> way too long of a game, unfortunately, in my opinion. But, Dying Light says, hold my beer. Right. Dying Light 2. <laughs> I needed, you know, I decided to put that down because I wanted to play some cart. Paging, Who doesn't want to play cart? Well, paging all cart players. Uh, according to GameIndustry.biz, Nintendo is currently developing Mario Kart 9. And it may be... Nine! <laughs> And it may, in fact, be teased later this year. Additionally, the analyst from the website teased that Nintendo may be planning a new twist of the game similar to the anti-gravity sections seen in Mario Kart 8 or, say, like the double dash, you know, with the uh, dual drivers, right? Double dribble. Remember double dash Mario Kart? Mario Kart double dash? I didn't play it, so no. Well. Is that it? Uh, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, oh. By the way, Sean, last year Mario Kart 8 became the best-selling racing game of all time in the U.S., passing over 40 million units in sales. Yeah, that's nice. Are you ready to go back to some Mario Kart and feel the it, the wrap? Anytime, up? anytime you want to go, I'm there. You really want to do this? You really do, look. I you want I will. This? I will race anybody. You will get a blue shell. You realize blue shell? Well. We we really should like we say this a lot. We should actually stream us playing Mario Kart because they would see how just evil and oh, angry right. that game makes me. It ends friendships. It really does. <laughs> oh my goodness! TV TV never changes. Chris Amazon has finally provided some details on its upcoming Fallout. TV series. Uh, the series will begin production later this year with Westworld. Boo. Yay. <laughs> Co-creator Jonathan Nolan set to direct the series premiere. Captain Marvel writer Geneva Robertson DeWarate. That's worth. Uh, and Silicon Valley writer Graham Wagner will serve as the series showrunners. Um, are those solid names, Chris? I think so. Uh, yeah. I mean, especially anyone from, uh, Silicon Valley is my vote. There you go. There is still no word on the cast or plot. However, one would have to imagine it would include characters that aim to fight to survive in a post-apocalyptic world following a nuclear war. Yeah. Probably so. going to have a vault at some point. Probably going to be a vault. That Probably need a up. prop for a vault. Yeah. Some <laughs> tells me there'll be that. There might be uh, you know, some brotherhoods and... And all sorts of things going on that will be very despairing. And I'm sure there'll be some mini nukes that get launched at some point. And maybe they'll find a way to put Ron Perlman in there. Since he always does the war. War never changes. thing. Ron Perlman is in everything. Isn't he? He's in Don't Look Up even. (laughs) He really really was. Right? That's awesome. I can't wait. By the way. Huh? I can't wait. And the fact that I don't think he's going to be on it consistently. The fact that. Jonathan Nolan is finally getting a, a chance to direct something, you know, cause he's always been a big writer and he's been a showrunner. Excuse me. Is that but Christopher Nolan's family in any way? It is. It's his brother. And he, he's the one, Whoa. Whoa. It, he's the one that co-wrote dark Knight with him. And he was from my understanding. Oh, that's where I know that name from. Yeah. Nice. Sorry about the, Oh, oh uh, my new puppy uh, doesn't understand how to not get her feet tangled in my headset wire. Oh, that's good. So that almost ended everything. Right. 
all of a sudden it was just going to be the Chris show. The Chris show. Hey, it's the Chris show. Well, it's the Chris show. <laughs> uh, hey, Sean. Game Pass what up, got buddy? another day one. That's what's up. Ubisoft and Microsoft have announced that Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six Extraction will be coming to both Xbox and PC Game Pass on day one on January 20th. If that's not enough Rainbow Six for you, it was also revealed that Rainbow Six Siege will be coming to both services on the same day. The game will include a cross-play buddy pass where every copy of Extraction includes two passes to invite friends to play the game for free for 14 days. That's smart. Uh, Finally, Ubisoft announced that Ubisoft Plus, its PC subscription service that includes over 100 Ubisoft games, will be coming to Xbox in the future. One must wonder if, like EA Play, the service will become part of Game Pass's perks and extended libraries could you imagine one must wonder could you imagine a world where like you'd all of a sudden just have every like through game pass you have every assassin's creed every splinter cell every uh far cry you know rainbow six any of the tom clancy division all the maddens nhls fifas well that's ea yeah i'm saying but like all of all of the games yeah they're just there (laughs) yeah sony's gonna have to do something if they want to compete, they may not want to. Who knows? And the most confusing news of the week to me, Chris, uh, is about to come up. And this is going to be crazy. I wasn't shocked when I read this was the company doing it. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, and if I've got you radio teased enough out there in podcast land, I'm going to say three letters to you. Followed by the word news. Okay. Okay. NFT no Sean news it's, it's actually WFT the Washington football team and uh, uh do you guys have a name, name yet we might <laughs> <laughs> NFT news Konami has announced that it will be auctioning off NFTs to commemorate the 35th anniversary of Castlevania The collection features 14 unique artworks from the series, which will be available on January 12th. As you know, John's off this week. And what he's going to do, what he's really doing is he's attempting to mine enough Dogecoin to acquire all 14 pieces. What is Dogecoin? (laughs) Exactly. In other NFT news, Sega Sega Sega. is reassessing its plans to launch NFT content due to potential negative reactions. From its community. (laughs) Last April, the company stated it was planning on selling NFT digital content in partnership with developer DoubleJump.Tokyo. However, in a recent meeting with management, which included the CEO, the CFO, and the COO of Sega, an analyst remarks, in terms of NFT, we would like to try out various experiences. And we have already started many different studies and considerations, but nothing is decided at this point regarding P2E. That's short for play to earn. There have been many announcements about this already, including it overseas, but there are users who show negative reactions at this point. Yeah. It feels like, you know, I mean, I'm not surprised Konami is doing this because they see money and they don't care that the fact that like probably the ones that are the most hardcore fans 
are not going to have a shot at getting these. It's going to be more of, you know, who there'll be some scalper goes and gets it and then they'll start selling it for more money. Right. Cause that's what they do. And it, it's speaking to this upcoming thing we see coming soon, which is a lot of these companies are looking at NFTs and going, man, that's a great revenue stream. And uh, they're talking about, you know, having these things being games, right? Uh, Square is the big one. I think that recently had news on this where, you know, you're talking about games where instead of just earning something or having a shop where you go pay five bucks and you got this thing now, right? No, they're going to be NFTs. Everything's going to be exclusive and they'll get traded in an open market within the game. Kind of similar to uh, Diablo's real world auction house from Diablo three. Um, it's, it's interesting and it feels like gamers are pushing back because they see kind of similar to the loot boxes, right? Back when we had that big battle, it feels like a lot of gamers are worried. Like this is about to become a nickel and dime operation where none of the people who care about these things actually get them. And it's just about how much money can these corporations make off of it. Right. And then I guess resellers make off of them by, uh, by trading them around for more cash, you know, buy it for $5,000 crypto and then sell it for 8,000 crypto or whatever, you know, or whatever. Yeah. Whatever the currency is. (laughs) I don't know. It's, it's an interesting thing to look at. It is very interessante for sure. Mm. Uh, Because like you said, a lot of it's going to be, what do you value something to be? And people naturally, when somebody, when a thing is valued at high, high marks, it's going to make people who really want it miss out on it or not have a chance to get it or whatever because it, it gets just out of control. So what we need to do for the show is we need to draw like a Richard, but make it an NFT right. and only sell to five people. We'll do NFTs of Richards where the top of the Richard is each one of our faces. And the, and, and the Richard is scheming. So right. we have scheming faces. And maybe the Richard will also be farting. Yeah, possibly. Like sparkles or something. Do we have uh so we played a game and we've talked about this before. <laughs> At the end of the game, you turn into a gigantic nutsack rolling down the woods. <laughs> Does our NFT have a version <laughs> of the ending of that game? God, we could do that too. Yeah, just the rolling nutsack. Or do we not to make it an even even more interesting, Richard? That would be perfect. Oh, man. (laughs) Are you ready for this, Sean? It is. I think, I think, and this happens, we do just kind of troll along when it's just you and me and there's no like filler content, you know, but with John being here and everything. That's true. That's true. (laughs) It'll be a shorter episode this week, right? I mean, maybe not. Who knows? Well, well. I need this If you were not aware, folks, John will be leaving civilization on February 4th, 2022, because Techland has advised that those who plan on playing Dying Light on February 4th can expect a campaign that takes roughly 270 to 80 hours to complete if you're not in a rush, right? You want to see things, smell the roses, run up a building because there's a zombie chasing you and parkour it, uh, you know, all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, however, if you're insane, which we know for a fact, John is insane. I mean, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. You can expect it will take you over 500 hours to complete everything that is in this game. So to 100% do everything that's in here, you're looking at 500 plus hours. 534 hours, 16 <laughs> seconds, and 14 minutes. What? What? That's not how that song goes, but okay. <laughs> um, the game's Twitter account had fun with this number, advising that the game's total runtime is, quote, almost as long as it would take for a person <laughs> to walk from Warsaw to M- Madrid. Uh, and for the record, if you're wondering how long does it take to walk from Warsaw to Madrid? Well, it's about 534 hours. So, ooh, do you think we'll like how many games is John going to miss? Because like there's so many things coming out in February and those are all gone now. You know what? He's probably not going to finish Dying Light 2 because he's going to go back and play like Bioshock. No, go back and or- just play Dying Light. <laughs> Or, you know, one of the Assassin's Creed's or a Dishonored game again. Mario Rapids. Because <laughs> that's what he does. <laughs> but it's no next year. We're going to have to revise our, our t- game of the years list from three down to one, because the only thing he's got on there is Dying Light. That's all he's played for the whole year. Chris, <laughs> can you do a uh, make a funny name for a double finally this week? Because I think I want to add this piece of news that Retro just put in just real quick. Just give some fan service. And it's in the chat, so this is an exclusive. Double finally this week. So, uh, as we mentioned before, we have someone listening uh, that is, I know personally, a big wrestling fan, and this is great that it's coming from him. Two finally this week's uh, Fightful Select. I don't know what that is, but they are reporting that WWE 2K22 news <laughs> is incoming. Ooh. Uh, with the cover athlete to be revealed as early as next week. The game is currently coming out in March of this year. Um, This will be the first WWE simulation game to release since the awful, this is his words, not mine. He said abysmal. Abysmal WWE 2K20 in October of 2019. So there you go. Wrestling fans rejoice. Uh, and a matter of fact, I mentioned this. If you have any wrestling news whatsoever or want to, if you are still a wrestling fan, um, hit him up in Discord. He will tighten you on up with that. Sorry. Let's all oh, hope. Good. I didn't mean to bore you, Chris. No, no. I'm, I think my body is slowly shutting down from my the mind's telling me no. The, the body is shutting down because, you know, I wasn't drinking. And then, and then as the game progressed, Drinks. Did you I, drink? I did drink last night. Did you? Did you get you a beer? That's nice. I yeah. I I didn't. Um, but um uh, I was gonna say, let's all hope that the cover athlete ends up being Brett the Hitman Hart. <laughs> Why? Because if I think of the current state of the WWE, Brett the Hitman Hart is the face of it, right? No. No. Why? Because it's a screw job. I don't know. <laughs> it, maybe it will be. Because why, Sean? Why should he be the cover athlete? Because he's the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. He sure is. Right? You know what's also the best there is, Sean? This podcast? No, when we wrap it up. Never. You never want to wrap it up? Ever? Ever? Ever. Ever. But what about if you just want to be safe? Mm. 
John would say just to be safe. But now the music goes up. Electronic mail from the future. All the way from the year 3000. <laughs> that was very good. So we only got, we're going to highlight because we're for multiple reasons, but because we want to, um, you know, we got an email that we're going to read. And if you want us to read one of your emails, guess what you can do? You can send that email to weeklygameschat at gmail.com and you can become a part of this show during this segment. Would you like to do the honors, Chris, of reading this one? Sure. Uh, Once again, it's the real Miss Joan. Juan. But but it's not. Yeah. I'm going to figure out how to say it. Joan? I don't know. What up, boys? Great show as always. And welcome to 2022. I really hope I don't have to hear so many people say things like this. This is my year or it's going to be better than 2021. I feel like the best way to describe this coming year is this. It feels like right after you take a poop and realize your family left and (laughs) left you the last square and you're hoping and praying there's a hidden role. (laughs) And when you realize there's not, the only thought is, how many wipes will it take? Well, Ooh. if you have ghost wipage, you're right? good, but you might not. That is true. Uh, that's how I see it. I want to hope for the best, but this year could be pretty crappy as it goes. You might be right. Anyways, I've been diversifying my portfolio of games. Ooh. I play as I tend to usually stick to the same things, but I'm enjoying trying different genres as when I was a kid. For example, I tried racing on the Nintendo Switch with Cruising Blast, and I had a lot of fun. Also, might I recommend to you Chorus? John would recommend you Chorus, I think, or maybe. Yeah, he's actually, yes, spoilers. Yeah, he's played <laughs> some of it. Uh, it's a space flight sim with an actual good story, combat, and controls. Beautifully... Uh, Decently no, you read that all wrong. Yeah, no, whatever. Um, but it's decently priced at $39.99. <laughs> I don't care. I'll read it. <laughs> or might even be on Game Pass. Uh, it's definitely worth it. Also, the Valhalla DC. Valhalla! Uh, that I previously mentioned is being $39.99 and is 40 hours long. So I guess a dollar per hour might be okay. That is pretty good. But between February and March releases, I might be too busy. Do you guys plan to pick up anything in those months? And if so, do you have a plan of attack to what you might tackle first? Sorry if this falls into spoiler territory for the upcoming podcast release schedules. Anyways, keep up the good work. Signing off the real Miss Joan. <laughs> One, whatever. I don't- yeah, I mean, we technically, if if like, you know, Let's games see. come out. Like we hope for, yeah, we're gonna pick them up. But Let, let's see. I'm trying to remember what everything that is out in February. 
Games coming out. February. All right. So, Sean, in February, obviously, John is going to play Dying Light. Right. On the 8th, we've got Sifu. I will probably check that out. Um, Is it already? I thought it got pushed back. No. I don't think so. Uh, I'm saying that it's the 22nd. It says February 8th on on the... Is it that seafood.com, bro? This is uh, the Wikipedia's. So yeah, you uh, might want to tighten that up and go to like not there. Um, let's see if we've got the official website. The official website says two eight twenty two, or is it eight two twenty two? I'm saying, I don't know. The website says oh eight dot oh two twenty two. However, I don't know. You know. Uh, <laughs> let's just say next week you're going to see more games we're super excited about coming out in February um, yeah and it's going to be hard your question was how are we going to tackle them it's going to be hard AF yeah That's what she said I mean like things like Crossfire X I'll probably just play as I can since it's on Game Pass but I feel like what I would like to do as far as the 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 beast of it right starting on the 18th there Horizon Forbidden West. I feel like I want to tackle that one first, just because it's going to have some girth to it, man. Yeah. But like, I feel I platinum that the first one, it was about 30 hours. Right. And I know I can beat that game and I can go through it and see its motions and enjoy it versus on the 25th. Of course we get Elden ring and that's the one that I'm afraid could be like a month or more of my life, depending what it takes to beat it. Um, but that's that's probably it for February. It's more of like you start getting into March, right? And you see Triangle Strategy, Tunic. Oof. Um, there was something else I thought that was in oh, Tiny Tina's in in March as well. Mm. Why are we gonna be poor? <laughs> I don't know, bro. I gotta get some DJ gigs lined up. Right. <laughs> Need to just go ahead and pray for some more global warming so you can get a gig. Right. Hey, look, guys, it's 75 degrees out. Let's do a Corona's dead. Let's right. do this. You don't oh, need mask. Okay. I'll I'll just I'll DJ on Twitch. Oh, you just got DMCA. Great. <laughs> Good times. Right. Uh Sean, what else you got for us? Well, um, over on the Discord. Uh, there was, you know, I, I've, I've said the last few weeks, like and I said it earlier in this podcast, if you've got your game of the year uh, or games of the year that you want to get into us, or if you've got, you know, we just talked about games you're excited about, maybe not everybody else is. And then maybe next week you have something, who knows? But with that in mind, over on our Discord email section, uh, after last week's show, Cosmic uh, 112 said, I'm late but my top three games of the year are as follows. I don't know what order these are, so I apologize. I'm just going to read the three and go from there. Uh, But Resident Evil Village. It's a good one, I hear. Metroid Dread. Also hear that's a good one. Hmm. And finally, Guilty Gear Strive. Hmm. Don't know what that is, Chris. Uh, Guilty Gear Strive is... um the guilty gear series it's a fighting series <laughs> you just said there's uh, there there's a drive guilty gear 
There's a the main bad guy is or the main guy that everyone talks about, is soul bad guy. He's pretty cool. I used to play He's, Guilty Gear in high school, but I have not touched it in years. That's it. So yeah, if you want to send us an email or a Discord, those are two options we've just read where you can get in touch with us and we'll talk to you about. I want to switch over to Twitter. We're of course on Twitter.com uh at uh, weekly games chat. So you can DM us, you can mention us, whatever you want to do. You guys know how it works. But our friend aco- across the pond, mm. Nat the Gooner, uh, did in fact DM us. The, Waiting this- for the Station Eleven finale. Oh. Glad thanks. Chris recommended it. Hey. There you go. See? <laughs> I was right, buddy. Uh, I was right. We did get two new followers I want to highlight this week. Uh, Matt Erickson, thank you so much for the follow, following you back. And JR, thank you for the follow, following you back. If you want to do that, remember Twitter.com, Weekly Games Chat. Mm-hmm. Uh, that will get you there. And I think it's, let's, let's, you know, let's just do a quick reach around and wrench it off, Chris. Is that it? Are we good? I think so. I did play a game called uh, World Box, by the way. That's early release. <laughs> and God- let's plug. Hey, let's plug a game that mm. is browser based and it's also an app. We think, but definitely browser based. That our friend Josh told us about. So everyone can go to this website and play it. Do you want to do it, Chris? Yeah, it's a uh, Wordle, right? Yeah, very popular. Wordle. Yeah, it's blowing up right now to some extent. Every day, just go to the Wordle website. You get six shots to guess a five-letter word that they have up there. It's the same for everyone, so don't be like don't you spoil know, it. Yeah, um, you know, don't don't be guessing or telling people what the word is. But basically, you have six shots, and for every letter you have right in the right place after you guess it, uh, it will highlight that letter green. If you have a right letter that's in the word but it's in the wrong spot, it will be yellow. And if it's not uh in the uh if it's not in the word at all it will just be gray and you got six shots to figure it out nice and and our um i'm gonna call him the the uh i need a cool name for him but we've we've talked about acid sugar before mm-hmm. and if you're on discord you know how vital he is and he kind of runs the show over there acid just said for for already current members or wannabe members of our discord that is in general the general chat on our discord. So you should be able to click it, go right to there. But I think the music should start, Chris. You think the mood, you really think so? I think, I think we're there. You really think we're there? I do. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been episode 339. We really hope you appreciated it. We were short. John, John, safe travels. We can't wait to see you back next week. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at weekly games chat. We have a discord you can join. And if you want to write emails, you can do so to weeklygameschat at gmail.com. To everyone who watches on twitch.tv weeklygameschat, thank you so much. We hope it was fun for you. We hope we hope we're not as ugly as I don't you know what I mean. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. I mean uh, wherever wherever you get your podcast, please leave a review if possible so people like yourselves can find us and we can expand and have more Richards join the community. How great would that be? That would be great. Right? Right? Uh, am I speeding through this? Should I pace myself? Chris? No, you How's should it? hurry it up. I need to hurry it up. So what I'll do now is say game on to John, wherever you are. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Game on, John. Peace out, everybody.
your mom's box. 